Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hello and welcome to Scran, the podcast passionate about the Scottish food and drink scene. I'm your host, Rosend Erskine, and as we head into December, it can mean only one thing on Scran. Eating, drinking and being merry. We've got some jam-packed Christmas specials coming up for you in the next few weeks, including advice on what to eat and drink over the festive period, some suggestions for gifts, and we talk to lots of different people about how they will spend Christmas this year. But back to this week, and I continued my amble around Fife where I visited Bow House, a part of the Belkaski estate located in the heart of the East Nuke between Ely and St Monans. Bow House aims to connect small growers and producers with restaurants and shoppers, giving everyone better access to local ingredients and produce. There are on-site producers who operate from there permanently, as well as others who run stalls on their market weekends. While there, I spoke to Rosie Jack, manager at Bowhouse, who told me all about this innovative local facility. We met with some of the residents too, including Lucy Hine of Futtle, an organic brewery, taproom, bottle shop and music venue. Hazel Powell and Giacomo Pesci of Bairn Cafe, which boasts a rather singular oven. Tom Booth of East Newark Market Garden and Fiona Fraser of The Bothy Kitchen. First up, Rosie told me all about Bowhouse and the work that goes into bringing together their market weekends, as well as supporting their permanent residents on the estate. I'm now at Bowhouse Market in Fife and I'm joined by Rosie Jack, who's the manager here. Hi Rosie, how are you? Hello, nice to meet you. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, yeah, thank you. So we're standing in the middle of the main hall. There's lots of nice kind of coloured stalls as you would imagine from a traditional farmer's market so can you tell us about Bowhouse Market? Yes so our markets are really just one thing that we do here at Bowhouse but I'll talk about them first. So once a month on the second weekend of each month we host a sort of celebration of seasonal food and drink and traders from across Scotland pitch up and take a stall here in our main hall and sell their local produce and we try and make it as seasonal as possible and as Scottish as possible. We also have a street food area as well with live live music so it's really just our big kind of showcase of the month but the rest of the time Bowhouse is also open and there's businesses based here permanently all the time and we'll we'll go and speak to them later on. Um, so as I said we're standing in the main hall and it's quite obviously been an old building so what is the history of uh, this site? Yes, yeah, so this is an old agricultural farm steading so when it when the estate um, took it over in 2012 there was cattle in here but we quickly realised that for the purpose of the building it wasn't going to be useful for agricultural purposes and there was a real lack of 
sort of business units in the area, this area of Fife. So it was, it was kind of, it took time to be changed into what it is today, but we are standing in the old cattle shed. Next door, there was also other sheds as well, and they've all been kind of converted into what is now an events venue and production units as well. So it still has its kind of character as a farm building, but to keep EHO happy, obviously, is clean and tidy for food production. So if someone was coming here for the first time for one of the market weekends, what could they expect? Um, a bit of chaos. <laughs> That's not, no, not true. <laughs> um, lots of delicious food and drink, actually. Loads of colour, lots of sort of scents. For the kids, we try and do workshops. So they're hands-on, they're making, they're baking, they're getting creative. Because if we can show food and drink in as transparently as possible to our customers and young people, hopefully that will inspire them. They'll find um, lots of different types of food and drink, everything from really lovely alcohol to your baked goods, your fresh uh, fresh vegetables as well. Um, our butcheries on site here as well, brewing and distilling unit, our flour mill, our market garden. So there's really loads to, loads to take in at our events. We do workshops as well where we can. Um, so in the November market we're doing pie making. So yeah, anything that we do, um, we try and make it as interactive as possible for our guests just to get hands-on. And obviously with Christmas coming up, are you, is there anything special coming there? Christmas is it is rapidly approaching, I'm very aware of that. We, yeah, we've got, hopefully we'll have wreath making, we'll have our donkeys back, they'll be visiting, everything Christmassy going on, some nice kids activities for them as well, but really, and we'll have our craft back as well, we have a company comes in called Tea Green Events and they curate craft traders for us, so it's a real celebration of Scottish um, made at home as well so it's always full on but it's great fun and it's, there's something for everyone actually yeah. And so every month do the traders change so if you came here one month and then you came back expecting maybe the same people would that not be the case? Yes, so it changes every single month and we have a sort of application process. So we try and make it as different as possible so that not only the traders are getting a chance to, to come because we do have a bit of a waiting list, but that every time there's something new for customers to come and experience, it's not just the, the same sh supermarket aisles you're walking up and down, there's something new every time, yeah. So we're going to the people who are based here permanently, so who do you have on site? So we have the butchery at Bow House and that is linked to Balkaski Estate, which is part of the Bow House family. The produce that is grown on the estate, the organic beef and pork and lamb, part of that production comes down here into the butchery, so it's our connection and our way to kind of connect with um, our consumers, if you like. So we've got the butchery here, we've also got Scott and the Bread, which is a flour mill. All of their grains are grown on the estate here, are uh, dried and then brought down here and are milled into flour, and that flour goes all over the country to bakers and is also sold here as well. Then next door to that, we've got Futtle, which is the brewing and distilling unit, um, which we'll go to as well. And they uh, create delicious beers and um, rums, and they will be distilling at some point as well. Then we've got East Nook Market Garden, which is down on the, uh, the plot at the back of Bow House, and they grow vegetables and have a, a sort of veg bag scheme, a weekly veg bag scheme for their customers. We also have Keeping the Plot, which is a fresh cut flower business as well. I don't know if we've got time to see them today. Then we come back up here, we've got the cafe and bakery, which is called Bairn, and they create um, delicious baked goods, but also just an amazing cafe restaurant space. 
um, and the Bothy Kitchen as well, which is a sort of posh ready meals, I would say, and she makes the most amazing pies. And I shouldn't forget, we also have Angriculture, which is a kimchi and sort of salsa company as well. So there's really a bit of everything. And they all kind of, all the businesses work collaboratively, either use each other's waste or um, use it, sort of buy in bulk and work together, which is really nice to see. Okay, so obviously you're, this is a great space to come and visit, but what did you do during COVID? So during COVID, we kind of quickly realised we couldn't host events, but we didn't want to just sit around and do nothing. So we realised that our customers wanted the produce and our traders had nowhere to sell it. So we quite quickly set up Bowhouse Link, which is an online shopping platform that allows our traders to upload their stock and their produce and then our customers to shop from it. So we've kind of developed that and still have it going today. And it's um, on a now a fancy new shopping platform on our website. Um, and we now have a subscription um, system as well. So we realised that after COVID, uh, people went back to old habits and stopped sort of shopping locally and seasonally. So to try and take the hassle out of that, we've made something that they can choose to shop once and then it'll come to their door weekly, fortnightly or monthly to take the, the hassle out of it. So it allows us to connect with our customers weekly when the markets aren't on and they still get this amazing produce. And it also gives another route to market for all the businesses here. And is that just local? So if you live locally in Fife, you can use that? Yes, we only really deliver, we deliver sort of Glenrothes up to Tayport, St Andrew's Way. So we kind of do the, the area, the elbow of Fife, if you like. Um, but we don't really do, because it is to feed our community, our local area, we don't really, you know, export beyond that, unfortunately. It wouldn't really make sense for us. So for anyone that wanted to visit, what's the best way to find out more information and when the markets are? So you can find us at bowhousefife.com and our Christmas market is on the 10th and 11th of December. So please do come and join us. I need to say, I've been here before. My mum and dad really enjoy it here. Last time we were here, we had a sourdough masterclass with Scotland the Bread. Oh, yeah. Good. Oh, brilliant. That was a good one, actually. Yeah, we try and get traders to, to get pitched in and get stuck into different workshops. So where possible, we'll rope them in to do something bizarre. And it, I'm glad you said that, because it means that someone's someone's had something someone's taken something away from well, it well I made the bread at home it was good yeah it wasn't as good as the bread she made obviously but I was a start I'd never done sourdough in lockdown so I thought I'll give it a go now and it was good oh brilliant oh that's good to hear great so Rosie you are the manager of Bowhouse but you're also a Scotland food and drink ambassador so how did you get involved with that I got involved in that well obviously here at Bowhouse we're kind of the embodiment of local food and drink I like to think so being a Scotland Food and Drink tourism ambassador as well is really just a way of me going out to see other places around the country and um, seeing what they're doing and bringing ideas back to here, but also share, sharing what we've done here at Bowhouse with others. Um, and it's been a really good networking opportunity and way to find new traders and bring them into the loop. Is there anything that you've gone to see and gone, oh my God, that's really unexpected? We were actually over in, in your causeway in Ireland a couple of weeks ago with a learning journey and um, there was a business out there, we went to a farm visit and they um, had a great team that were that they'd had for years and basically because they were kind of part of the family they were all just really involved in making it all work because we kept hearing from businesses we can't get staff we can't retain staff and the way that they kind of made their staff feel like part of the family they were able to retain them and it was a really unique the way they'd managed to kind of bring them into their their kind of the farm um, but I thought that was really interesting I'm not sure how we could do that here um, but it made me think that there must be other ways of retaining staff in hospitality and food and drink something that the whole country is struggling with just now is retaining staff thank you thanks very much thank you cheers
I wandered along to Futtle, a singular offering. Not only do they brew their own beer on site, they also operate as a bar, bottle shop, venue and record store. I met Lucy, who with her partner Stephen Marshall, share their passions for good drinks and music with the world. So I'm now in Futtle with Lucy Hine, who's one of the owners here. And just to give you an idea of where we are, it's another quite big height ceiling. There's lots of nice tiles on the wall. You've got bottles all around. You've also got records. Yeah, so can you tell us a bit about Futtle? Yeah, of course. So we've been at Bow House here. Uh, in the, This is actually the old stable block. And we moved in in 2017 and started brewing and opened the doors in 2019. So we've got a relatively small organic brewery. We're fully certified by the Soil Association and we make quite rustic kind of European style beers as well as wild beers where we wild ferment. Uh, We've also got a small bottle shop and bar. So we sell hundreds of natural wines and ciders from small European producers. And we have a little record shop in the corner. Uh, The bar's open every week. um, And we're just coming into the winter and it's a bit quieter here after the summer period. So at the moment we're open at the weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and people can pop in for a pint or to pick up a bottle of wine for home. And yeah, it's good. We operate on the little courtyard at Bow House. So the cafes outside and um, a couple of other businesses, which is nice. There's a bit of a community out there for people to visit when they're doing the shopping. Yeah. And what does the name mean? The word futtle is an East Coast word, mainly East Nuke word that we found in an old lexicon, which is the description for the noise that pebbles make on the beach when the sea pulls them up and down. So it's really, I don't think you'd... I don't think you'd be hard pushed to find it anywhere. We just found it in a small book in the St. Monan's Museum when we moved here. We liked the fact that it was a bit abstract, but really connected to the coast and very specific to this area as well. Even people from St. Monan's come in sometimes, they're like, we've never heard that before. (laughs) But yeah, we've had it on good authority that that's what it means. (laughs) And what were you doing before? So I worked in beer before this, but mainly on a sales and marketing side. Um, so really different to what I'm doing now because uh, Stephen and I, we, we make every batch by hand ourselves. We do everything now, which is really different to what I was doing before when I was in a bigger company. Um, Stephen's background is whiskey. So he worked at single malt distilleries and then for um, for Bacardi for a number of years for their single malts. Um, so it was all, it's very different to, to this. Um, and when the opportunity came up here at Bow House, it was just something that we both felt really ready for the opportunity to do something a bit more creative, do something for ourselves and make something with our own hands was really appealing. So we've tried to put into practice all the the bits that we learned before here. We had good experience in some areas and then a lot of it was learning as we as we go. Nice. It's such a nice space because it's like, well, you've got your brewing kit on one side. You could also be in someone's living room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's really, yeah, we kind of wanted it to feel like that. It's actually incredibly inefficient because we're constantly, it, obviously, if we're brewing, we have to clear back the space that we've got set up as a bar. Stephen's just reset it all today. So we were kegging and um, brewing and then this weekend coming we've got a, a gig on Saturday night with DJs we've got a book signing so there's always like lots lots of different things going on and we're constantly setting resetting but yeah it does feel a bit like you're in a living room and also a brewery yeah. <laughs> which is nice 
So can you only buy your beer here or where else can you get it? We sell here and online through our own website, but then we're also sold in independent shops and bars in Scotland, mainly in Edinburgh and Glasgow, um, Dundee, Newport and the East Newcastle and St Andrews area. And then we sell an awful lot down in London and England uh, through natural wine shops. Our beer is quite close to the ethos of natural wine. In fact, it's very similar indeed. And so any any consumers and buyers interested in natural wine would naturally be interested in what we're doing because it's um, organic grains and hops, all is whole ingredients fermented naturally and then with very low, low intervention. So we don't ever filter or fine pasteurize anything. And we carbonate naturally as well, which just means that we leave the beer for months to carbonate rather than adding CO2. So it's a really natural way of making beer. It's quite an old-fashioned way, but it's incredi- It's not common. I think we're the only ones doing all of these things, actually. Um, it's, it's not very efficient or um, commercially sensible. So who knows how long we'll be able to continue. But <laughs> at the moment, we think it makes good beer and there, are, there is an interest in that type of product so it's working okay and tell us a bit about the record side of things we've got a small record shop here in the brewery we had a record label until last year called Triassic Tusk Records and we used to release uh, I'm saying we it was predominantly Stephen but he is a record collector of many years and uh, would release compilations of rare records as well as new music that we would record and put out in small quantities Although Triassic Tusk doesn't exist anymore, Futtel Records exists and that at some point in the future we will release other bits and pieces. Uh, but for the time being, it just allows us to put club nights on uh, once a month here at the brewery. Uh, we sometimes DJ in other locations as well under Futtel Records. Um, and for anyone who's interested in music, there's always interesting gigs and um, club nights happening here or elsewhere under Futtel Records. So it's maybe one to look out for if, if people are into music as well as beer. <laughs> so you've got organic cider and wine here. Is that basically the how you choose? Are you being quite selective of what you choose or how? what's the process for that? Yeah, so we, on the wine side, we work with about 15 different importers, predominantly down in England. And they all work with a small number of growers from Europe. And so we spend, we basically taste everything that comes into the shop. So it has to meet something that we're looking for personally and that we know our customers like. Um, but yeah, the kind of minimum requirement is that the vineyards are organic, so farmed organically, and then the cellars, very low intervention. So nothing added and nothing really taken away. So it's just really fermented grape juice, unlike many commercial wines now and then the same on the ciders as well as just the orchards are farmed organically so the fruit's not sprayed and the ground isn't doesn't have any chemicals in and then the juice is made in a way that's that mirrors what people do in in winemaking as well i was going to say that it won't give you a hangover but it will well i don't know <laughs> i'm probably I, I say this to a lot of customers but i used to get the most horrific hangovers and i've not drunk anything non-organic for about well since we've been doing this project and I haven't had a hangover and it's not that I don't drink but I just honestly that it's like night and day and you wouldn't I, it doesn't it makes complete sense doesn't it that you know you take all those chemicals out that are in a, bot, a commercial bottle of wine um, if you're not drinking those that 
you're going to feel a bit better when you wake up the next day. So I'm not saying if maybe if you overdid it a lot, you'd still get the hangover, but I, I swear by it. I honestly think it's there's something in it. It's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for your time. No worries. Lovely to meet you. About a three second walk from Futtle's front door is Baron Cafe. I sat down with Hazel and Giacomo to hear all about their business venture. Okay, so we're now at Bairn Cafe with Hazel and Giacomo, who are the co-directors here. Hello, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, fine. Um, so could you tell us about the business here, if anyone who's never been before? Yeah, of course. So we are sort of primarily a sourdough bakery and also a cafe during the day. Um, we do sort of brunch, lunch, um, Thursday to Sundays. We do special events, dinner events, um, collaborations with local business and stuff. But um, yeah, our main premise is that we use all the produce um, here at the Bowhouse and things that are grown on Balkaski Estate. So we use all the produce from East Newt Market Garden, we use the butchery here. Yeah, we collaborate with all the other businesses here to sort of present the food that's made here through the cafe. And what does the name mean? It's, um, it's an old spelling of the word barn. It's a combination between the word bear meal, which is traditional barley variety from uh, Orkney, and urn, which is to be the word for granary. Uh, so it's kind of like a basically a word for granary or a place to store the grain which is quite appropriate for being the place where they used to store the grains back in the day in the farm uh, when Bowhouse was the farm in Balkaski so. so this was the grain store? Allegedly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so what were you doing before this? What was your background? So originally I'm a scientist I was a scientist Hazel was uh, in the arts and um, we met in, uh, in Edinburgh working for uh, Fjord Garden uh, where the they, have a, they had a patch of land at the Secret Herd Garden in the Pentlands and to grow a heritage variety of grains. Oh, grains, sorry. <laughs> of vegetables. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we met uh, cooking hyper-local, hyper-seasonal, and just realised that that's what we wanted to do, just showcase the best of Scottish produce in season. And Boho House is perfect for that, because it's... Uh, the flour from Scotland the bread is grown in the fields around here and meal in the house and the veg are grown here. We can see the cattle from the window of the cafe, so that's pretty special. So how long have you been here? We started the renovations in January of this year and we opened in April. Um, yeah, so roughly six months. It's been good. It's been a very steep learning curve for two, for a sort of chef and a baker, kind of trying to understand how to open and run a business. It's been an eye-opening experience but it's been great it's been busy we've had sort of phenomenal feedback we've got incredible regulars already that come back every week so yeah no it's it's been really positive so far yeah we should say it's actually closed today that's why it's so quiet and uh, yeah so it, and it's lovely so we should we've been sort of explaining because it's just audio what it's like so they were sitting it's a huge window overlooking the fields and um, wooden bench nice sort of green and um, white colours wooden floors just yeah nice as you'd imagine like a nice farmhouse kitchen is that what you were going for? Yeah, kind of. We tried to keep it really sort of organic and natural. And yeah, obviously we've got this massive picture window so you can just sort of see the seasons changing and it sort of changes five five times a day. Um, so we just sort of tried to bring the outside in a little bit. We've got sort of all the little flowers from our garden and yeah, tried not to make anything too messy. So obviously you've mentioned you make, make and bake quite a lot of things here. Could you tell us about your oven? Because it's a bit unique, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Andrew from uh, Scotland Bread, absolute bread legend. He was the one who originally suggested to install this bread oven 
here at Bauhaus in the cafe and uh, we've been trying to work it out. It's a wood fire oven where you make this massive fire really hot to warm up the wood fire oven and then you let the fire die, you scoop the ashes out and then you bake the bread in the dying heat. So it's, it's kind of going back to a really old way to bake bread, old school way to bake, to bake bread, which kind of fits what we do, being a small bakery and doing very small amount of loaves, often by hand, rather than using big mixers, using heritage variety of grains instead of a flour that has been produced for consistency rather than for nutrition. So it's kind of like smaller and smaller scale of baking, but with much more uh, meaning in a way. It's quite nice. For anyone that's never been, could you sort of give us an example of what's on the menu? We have a very simple offering in a way. It's usually a couple of uh, breakfast dishes, maybe four lunch dishes, and then a selection of uh, baked goods, few different sourdough. Uh, we try to keep it simple and uh, um, limited because we bake fresh every day and we cook and bake depending on what's in season. We design our menu based on walks coming from the farm. So it can be a bit challenging at times, also for the customers to try to understand what we do and why things change so quickly. But we really believe to like not waste anything and just use what's fresh and available almost daily sometimes. Uh, we have to adapt ourselves and what we do depending on that. So you can expect a couple of things uh, constantly on the menu, like our bacon roll in the morning, or our scones, or our house loaf. It's always going to be there, but it's just delicious. <laughs> but what's in it, or what's going with it, is going to change with the seasons, sometimes weekly, sometimes daily. Uh, what is what you got planned for the future? Uh, big plans. <laughs> right now we are planning a series of dinners coming up to Christmas, as well as a Christmas offering to go through the Bowhouse link. Uh, with the new year, hopefully, we'll start to do classes and uh, about fermentation, about pickling, about uh, bread making, and all these sort of things, cooking. Um, more dinners with uh, collaborations with different chefs from uh, or bakers from Edinburgh and Glasgow, and uh, as well as like really trying to create a bit of community here in Fife. This is what we're trying to do already with uh, Able, the cider shop in in Australia. We have a few dinner, dinners organized with them. So, I don't know, trying to build a bit of a momentum here at Bauhaus and this nuke. I can vouch for the dinners are very good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, do you do takeaway? <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, we do takeaway and we do bits of outside catering, outside events and things like that. We kind of said yes to absolutely everything in the first year. <laughs> so, yeah, everything about Burn is on our Instagram currently. Yeah, we sort of keep that up to date with our events and different bits and bobs that we do. Nice. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. We walked a short distance from the main market space to East Newt Market Garden and we're here with Tom. Hi Tom, how are you? Hi, I'm good thanks. Yeah, hi. Welcome. Thank you. So we're going to take a little walk around and just see what you're growing and kind of chat more about what you're doing here. Sure. Yeah, great. We're uh, a small market garden. We're um, two acres, although we're just expanding into four acres, but we're not doing it all yet. And um, we grow 
a really big variety of different vegetables and herbs and salads for a few different sort of routes to market we have a community supported agriculture scheme which is um, kind of like a veg box but uh, we sort of involve our members um, sort of in, in the community on the farm and then we sell up at Bow House at the regular markets and to uh, all the different businesses up there to uh, the Boffy Kitchen and Bairn and uh, we also then sell to sort of local restaurants and different places uh, and cafes and shops and at this time of year we're sort of transitioning from sort of summer crops to sort of winter and our autumn crops and so our fields are slowly emptying um, of crops uh, and then we're sort of in the tunnels turning over to sort of like we focus on like winter salad having a really diverse interesting colorful winter salad so uh, like right now we're just looking at um, lots of different sort of salad rocket and um, sort of mustard greens mizunas things like that and um, also we'll put some sort of herbs in there as well, chervil, watercress, things like that. We've also got patchoy growing in here and some uh, spring carrots. That's all in a polytunnel, that's sort of over winter, that's what really, they really come into their own uh, as everything else sort of finishes. But we've still got a good amount of stuff outside. We've got uh, endive and uh, radicchio, like chick different kind of red chicories. We're trying to really beginning to sort of get really interested in those and there seems to be quite a lot of chef interest in sort of the more sort of the Italian bitter leaves things like the, the radicchios there's a huge amount of variety in those and so um, we're just, sort of just start, starting to learn about all of the different ways that they can be used and grown um, so that's quite a fun thing at the moment and on here is uh, just in another tunnel is our sort of winter more of our winter salad so this is um, a lot of winter lettuce a lot of variety of different lettuces winter purslane or miner's lettuce it gets called it's like this little succulent leaves they're really um really tasty and juicy and um some baby spinach and uh, a few other bits and bobs so what's your background i did a bit of farm work before starting here we worked at pillars of hercules which is a uh, organic veg farm in in fife near falkland and other than that we, i did a bit of volunteering on farms so uh, with my wife connie who i run the market garden with we went to france and uh, spain and portugal and stayed on sort of organic farms but before then i'd never done any any growing or farming at all my, i'd worked in like a like city planning and stuff like that so quite different although it helps you figure out systems and things but it's not very particularly um practical if you know what I mean but <laughs> I didn't think I was a practical person before we started this and I don't know if I still am but you sort of just have to do things and you sort of discover whether you can do it or not you know uh, it's true of lots of things but Connie Connie's grandparents were egg farmers and uh, and her mum obviously who's next door who's keeping the plot flowers is very green-fingered always did gardening so Connie's got that much more sort of just in her and I kind of feed off it really yeah, so as well as getting them here, you've mentioned restaurants and things. So what 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 five restaurants could we find your produce in? You can find our stuff at, um, at the Canucka Inn, just around the corner, about a mile down the road. We work really closely with James, the chef there. He he um, buys a lot from us, and we kind of collaborate. We like gives us feedback about what things he wants, and um, and we sort of try and source that for him. And then also we supply um, the Dory Bistro in Pittenweem, and the Cellar in Anstrover. Then some other like cafes and things like the, the Coca Tree in Pittenweem, 
West End Bar as well. So we're super local. Like it's almost every, everything's in the East Nook. We don't really go anywhere else. Do a couple of shops in St Andrews, but that's, that's basically it. So can you tell us more about the community boxes? Yeah, so we run a seasonal community supported agriculture scheme and basically that means it's like a veg box that you would get from um, lots of other uh, sort of suppliers but up until this point we we've only provided our own veg we very occasionally buy in from like some local friends or something but it's so it's incredibly seasonal so instead of you won't get courgettes in march from spain or something it's only what we can grow um so that means like you have to eat with the seasons and be a bit more inventive but people find that they really like that sort of um like a bit of a challenge of cooking and like trying new things and also it means that the other community element of it is that we have sort of open days on the farm where we just had one last saturday where we do apple pressing so we bring along their apples from their gardens and stuff and we make juice and we sort of try and engage with our subscribers much more so we like ask for feedback at the sort of beginning of the year and at the end of the year to see what people have enjoyed and what we can change yeah, and we'll have sort of family days and stuff on the farm and stuff like that. So it's trying to connect people with where their food comes from rather than just sort of having something, uh, a box of food dropped on their doorstep or going to the supermarket. It's trying to help people see how sort of production happens. I suppose the other side of that as well is that most of our subscribers come to the farm every week, see us, pick up the veg, maybe see each other. Um, so yeah, it's all about sort of making... Uh, food a sort of more communal experience. Do you do anything specific for Christmas? Yeah, for Christmas in our CSA scheme, we sort of do a, a, a bumper box for Christmas and make sure everybody gets their Christmas veg, so Brussels sprouts and uh, carrots and parsnips and things like that. And we're also through Bowhouse Link, the um, the online shop that's run at Bowhouse, we'll be providing uh, Christmas veg as well, like either as a bundle or you can buy separately through the through the website. So that's like yeah, getting all your sort of staples. We'll have that there. Nice. Well, thank you very much. No worries, thank you. The day we visited Bowhouse, one business owner ran into some car trouble and couldn't make it, so I caught up with Fiona Fraser of Bothy Kitchen a few days later via Zoom. I'm joined now by Fiona Fraser from Bothy Kitchen. Hi Fiona, how are you? Hi, I'm great, thank you. Thanks for having me. No, that's fine. So for anyone that doesn't know, could you just tell us a little bit about your business? Yeah, sure. So we're called Bothy Kitchen and we make finish at home meals um, based at Bowhouse. So what we do is we use the produce from the estate that's grown in meals right around the building really um, to make what we call re- restaurant quality comfort food. And the idea is that customers can come in and pick up dishes from us and pop them in the oven at home and, and really enjoy eating great quality food that's incredibly local, obviously, and, um, and hopefully tastes great too. Um, and how did it all come about? What's your background? I've probably wanted to do this or have a food business for about 30 years but I actually had a career working in economic development and entrepreneurship all over Scotland, mainly rural Scotland, supporting other small rural businesses, but not um, not necessarily food and drink businesses. Um, and then at the start of the pandemic, I moved to Fife because my daughter's um, at that time was an ICU nurse. So I moved to Fife to look after my two little grandchildren and had a year away from full-time work and then another year doing a bit of consultancy work and just had a bit of space to really think about 
what I wanted to do and then dream and plan and and it then it sort of became well it feels a bit now or never I think probably a lot of people reassessed their life during the pandemic so I had initially thought about starting from home um, and then visited Bowhouse, met Rosie and saw the, the the sort of early stages of the renovation of the retail units and just knew immediately it was the right setting for me. And a huge part of that obviously was also being part of a community of other small food and drink businesses and producers. So what can people expect if they were to kind of pop in and visit you? In terms of the general environment, you know, we really care about our customers and we want people to come in and see how we're making what we're making and talk to us about what's in the dishes. Everything's made on site by hand, mainly by me. And we've got, you know, a very beautiful open kitchen where people can see me making pastry or rolling pasta or whatever it happens to be. In terms of our dishes, it's very much, I think, trying to get the best out of the dishes that we really know well. So, you know, I talk a bit about crowd pleasers, things like handmade lasagnas and you know beautiful luxury fish pies and we've branched out quite recently into handmade pies of all different varieties you know we sit somewhere between a supermarket ready meal and a restaurant experience but a big part of what we do is our connection and our communication with our customers so that they really understand that we're putting you know love and care into every dish and also because we make in small batches, generally speaking, I'm cooking as we go through the Thursday to Sunday opening hours. So our customers are seeing dishes that are ready to go and they're also able to, to see things that are in progress. And I think that that really adds to people connecting with what we do. I, I hadn't anticipated that really, I don't think, but I think that's definitely the way it's turned out. And is any of your stuff available through the Bowhouse link, so to be ordered online and delivered sort of locally? So we initially didn't do that because I'm so focused on getting things right and every customer having a good experience with us. And I, I didn't want to overcommit because we're such a young business. But we've actually just arranged for a lot of our most popular dishes to go on the link for pre-Christmas orders. So if you're looking for a lovely big lasagna or a fish pie or a steak pie, for example, you can order that now. And one of the things that we do do, because obviously we're just focused on sustainability and zero waste as the other producers. So we offer customers the opportunity to bring their dishes in. So our portions generally are for two people, but if a customer was looking for a, you know, a lasagna for 10, we can take their dishes and big baking trays or whatever and fill them for them. And yeah, so what is happening in the future? What are your, your plans? I know you're quite a new business, but what, what are you looking forward to in sort of 2023? Yeah, so we've got loads of plans. I think the difficulty is going to be narrowing them down, to be honest. One of the things that we are doing, so because the menu changes every week and we very much focus on what's in season, what customers might find is that their favourite dish might not be on the menu for a few weeks. So we're going to introduce a frozen meal stock so that every week in our display freezer, there'll be a number of all of our main dishes so that hopefully 
people will try the, the, the seasonal, you know, weekly changing dishes, but also know that they can get their their favourites. We're already doing catering for private events. We'll ramp that up into the, the new year. There's so much else. I think pies are going to be a big thing for us as well. And at the moment, we can't seem to make enough of those. That really ties in. I've got my, my family business. The history of my family business is actually in the Dundee pie. So it wasn't really part of my business plan, but it has ended up being a feature. Nice. Um, well, it sounds really good. And I'm saying this to you, I haven't had my lunch yet. So you've made me feel even more hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, it's fine, it's good. Um, well, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for your time. And yeah, if anyone wants to visit, um, you're up at Bowhouse in Fife um, and you're there, you're one of the, the producers that's there all the time, so not just market weekends. So yeah, thank you. Oh, that's brilliant. Thanks so much. Thanks to all my guests on this episode of Scran and thanks to you for listening. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Scran is a Laudable podcast that's co-produced and hosted by me, Rosalind Erskine, and co-produced, edited and mixed by Kelly Crichton. Don't forget we'll be going full festive mood from our next episode so please check it out. Mm-hmm.